genre. What up, nerds? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am Sean Petit, and I'm here today, as always, with Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Fite. Heyo. Adam is not here with us this week because Casey had to use the equal mass displacement theory to escape the astral plane last week. So she's here, and he is not, unfortunately. <laughs> had to escape the getting- podcasting demons. They finally cashed up. They finally got to us. Yeah, Are you exactly. not going to give the spoiler warning? You sh- you're I'm fucking working fired. on it, guys. Jeez. <laughs> you're fired. I didn't even say what our top story is. You're fired. As a courtesy, I want to remind all, all our listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. Uh, if you haven't read last week's comics yet, we are going to ruin them for you. Adam will throw some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip around with anything that you don't want to get spoiled. Our top story today is New Mutants number 16 by Vida Ayala. Rod Reese and VCs Travis Lanham. Uh, but yeah, you know, I uh, the astral plane was lame. It demanded a really? sacrifice. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, I, I had to get out of it somehow, and the only way to do it is the uh, you know, fear case it. You gotta give it to somebody that you hate. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, poor Adam. No, I don't hate Adam. What, what's in the astral plane? Uh. Lots of tribbles, mostly. Oh. Tribbles and tribbles. <laughs> that's better than Doctor Strange's dog. It's better than the dimension I got stuck in. That was just corn cob sellers. I just, <laughs> just couldn't escape everyone trying to sell me a corn cob. I'm like, what? No, no. Why are there so many? It's just endless rows. Also, and- Sean, did you say uh, Doctor Strange's dog? Yes. I would have never fucking left if Bats was there. Mm, good Bats, point. Good Bats point. Bats is my good point. My my dude. I, I'd still be there. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I never want to leave. <laughs> gonna hang out with all these ghost dogs. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> so how was so, y'all's week? Oh, I was gonna thought, let's just go crazy. Adam's not here. We could break all the rules. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't even talk about comics anymore. Yeah, fuck it. We're just gonna talk about nothing for 45 minutes. Oh. Buckle in, everybody. Uh, we can do that like normally. That, yeah, true. exactly. Like that's anything different. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's been a week, uh, just as always. Um, you know, I've made it through. Uh, we're here. Days are blurring together once again, and it's becoming a problem. Uh, Strapped to the fuselage that is time. Yeah, exactly. I'm catching up on the documentaries people watched six months ago, so it's cool. So, ooh, ooh which ones? Which one? I, wa- I watched the Last Dance, the Michael ah, Jordan Bulls yes. documentary. It's fantastic. Which, when you texted us about it, I thought was a dance competition reality show. Which, yeah, because that definitely matches everything you know about me. So that makes it, it's a very logical step. I yeah. don't know. It, it. I mean, you watch a bunch of dumb shit. You watched that, know. like, what was that, like, Japanese reality show that was, like, the real world, but it was, like, positive? I don't know. Terrace House? Yeah, I don't know yeah. why I watched as much as I did with that, but it was like, it was fascinating. But also not in the the weirdest way. <laughs> That's, like, everyone that watches that show. It's like, I don't know why I'm watching it, but I've watched yeah, all of it. Yeah, makes no sense. My buddy was stop. like, yo, watch this. And I'm like, all right. And then I just, like, did? It's very strange. But just got, I got this hunger to watch some more, uh, like just well-made documentaries i like that you're watching everything like you're in space and it's just being beamed later yeah i'm just i'm just i'm on i'm on a time delay you're just exactly. six months behind aboard yeah. the well, enterprise finally getting the season i'll save Fuck you yeah. some time six months from now perfect you can skip the cecil hotel documentary because awesome. it really pissed Great. me off it probably like, wasn't gonna so watch that ways. anyway but good to know i don't, I even, just oh, skip right I don't over think it. i know who that is 
uh, it's a Cecil, it's a hotel, and it's oh. a hotel in LA that is like on That's Skid why. Row, and there's this like really famous missing persons case that became like viral and it like web sleuths thought they were gonna fucking solve the case because there's like this really bizarre um uh elevator footage and like the chick is like acting really strange and then she never leaves the hotel and then like like two weeks later they find her body in the um water tanks on the top of the hotel oh jeez so so there's all these like version of the hangover (laughs) yeah basically um but uh you know if you are gonna watch the documentary skip what i'm about to say uh you know 30 seconds ahead because uh (laughs) spoiler it takes four episodes just to find oh just to find out that the culprit is mental illness like she was just having a psychotic episode and she killed herself on accident that's a bummer yeah and like the the, it really it's just a documentary about like how terrible the internet is sure because like it's all these web sleuths that are like it's the hotel covering it up and they're working with the police. Also, there's this black metal guy who definitely killed her, and it's like what? Like, the, where's all any of this coming from? You guys are just ruining lives, like <laughs> well, sending death know. threats. Yeah, I will skip that. Skip yeah, that. Yeah, right I did over. not have a good Perfect. time. Yikes. <laughs> all right, it was, a, it was a big old yikes. I'm sure there's a serial killer documentary that'll keep me up for weeks. Uh, there was one. the Night Stalker documentary. Casey pulls out a sick roll. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I, that's the a diff- night, that's the a Night different Stalker podcast. documentary was better, but it was also like because the Night Stalker was like solved by like super cops, so it is very like mm. cop positive, which sure, as you know sure. for me is not great. Not a great. I believe that is called propaganda. Yeah, copaganda. It's nice. total copaganda. To be fair, the two cops that were on that case were super cops. They were actually incredibly good at their job. That doesn't, you know, stop the fact that everything else happening in LA in, in the 70s was fucking horrific. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you really neglected to mention all the other police brutality that's happening. Yeah, that's not what the story's about, though. Exactly, yeah. So There's other documentaries like, for that. <laughs> exactly. So it's worth watching, but I, it was kind of like, mm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I just... When you when you just watch something that's like really well made, like regardless, it's like yeah, I need more of that. Like that was just really good. Much like, mine really well made. If you like mine hunter, <laughs> nice. if you like uh, <laughs> ska and reggae, there's a really good documentary on Prime called Rude Boy. Sure. Highly recommend. 10 I'll out figure of 10. it out. Yeah, sure. I like ska. I like music. F- I don't think we're talking about the same ska. I mean, like '60s ska, like Jamaican ska. I don't actually listen to any ska, so we'll figure. <laughs> I'll watch it. It's not. It's not like two tone white dudes in the '90s slapping the bass. It's like mm. Jamaican well, immigrants coming to. Well, I like my ska. Real. United Kingdom. Yeah. Everyone knows that about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your business like my- card. <laughs> yeah, Sean Petit. Likes a ska real. Likes a ska real. Real. <laughs> ska real sounds like a ska musician. <laughs> that's, that's the like 17th member of the Mighty Mighty Boss. Ska real. It's, it's their videographer. <laughs> it's like, it's like Jerule, but ska real. I'm so oh God, mad that awesome. I brought up ska authentically while Adam isn't here to contribute yeah. to the conversation. He's going to be so mad when he Well, you know what? This. When you miss out, you, you get behind on your deadlines. <laughs> you missed the Scott conversation. Yeah, you get stuck in the astral plane. It's it's it is what it is. <clears throat> uh, All right. Speaking of Scott, we got some comics. I don't know. Figure something out. How dare you? That was <laughs> a, the worst. 
That's the worst transition Fine. you've ever Speaking done. Speaking of serial killers, we got our first hey! comic coming up. Boom. Right, there we there go. It Nailed it. Casey's uh, just going to critique Sean the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because she, in not in a million years, is she going to run this shit? So <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, lay no. off. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> we got some. Uh, anyway, yes. what's our so, first, what do we got for picks? Yeah, I got I got a, a comic book. Let me get back to the page where it has all the information. Uh, so I got a Stray Dogs number one uh, by Tony Fleece, uh, Trush Forestner, and Brad Simpson. So this book is very deceptively adorable, d- adorable, and also <laughs> like my shit. Like I wouldn't have thought it was gonna be my shit, but it is my shit because it is not only about adorable puppy dogs, but it is also about a serial killer. <laughs> it's a it's Scooby Doo without the humans. It's it's aristocrats meets like. Well, just like yeah, like it's Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Aristocats meets Mindhunter. The best, the <laughs> best <laughs> crossover. No one this. asked for. <laughs> you're starting to read this book and like it's the the art style is like. Oh, it's it's 90s. Disney. It's Disney, yeah, 90s Disney cartoon. Oh, I'm like, totally. oh this is yeah. adorable. Yeah, no, I uh, I had to convince Will at the at the Willow Grove store to read it because he's just like, yeah, I flipped through it, wasn't my thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you need to read this book. Yeah, it's, it is deceptively not the way that it looks. So, uh, yeah, so basically this book is a, we follow like the, the path of this, I want to say Chihuahua mix? Maybe Something, Shih Tzu? A very, very small breed Very of dog. small, scared, very tiny. tiny dog. Yeah. And we follow the path of her getting rehomed, and she arrives mm-hmm. at this new home with a billion dogs and a big old yard, and they're just mm-hmm. like the dogs had to lay the land, and uh, they're they're like showing her around, and she's just like scared shitless and mm-hmm. just like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And at the end of the day, we find out that um, she was kidnapped by a serial killer. Yeah. So, so we yeah. So like essentially, at the end, the- she's like hiding, get some food, and then like. The guy that adopted them, actually, I'm not sure. The person that adopted them, I think it's a, a guy. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> he kind of like wraps like a like a little red sweater around her uh, the dog to kind of keep them warm, and she kind of has this. Yeah, she has a flashback, flashback of her previous owner um, being strangled by it. <laughs> it's like holy shit by that dude with that thing that she's wearing. Yeah, and that's she kind of and like the dog just has this like snapback. It's like. Oh no! Um, he he killed my owner and brought me here. <laughs> yeah, and and they do a really good job with that device. Um, yeah, because like the beginning of the uh, issue is her at the vet with her previous owner with a woman, and the the uh, the you know the the mom basically the owner is basically like oh. You know, I I feel like oh, every time right. she gets in the car, she knows she's going to get a shot. And then the vet is like, oh, dog's memories don't really work the same way. <laughs> and that's what do. I was immediately, my first thought hearing, oh, yeah, dogs don't remember that stuff. I was like, this is the worst vet of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. You are a terrible vet. Because <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, dogs have, like, ridiculously good memory. Because if you let them get away with something once, they will try it every day for the rest yeah, of their lives. like, they know. Like, yeah. <laughs> they know. So that, yeah, that's the... That's but that is did. the but that is that was the literary device to later yeah. on she has this flashback 
confronts like there's like 12 dogs there or something mm-hmm. and she runs up to all of them and she's like guys uh your 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 master killed my master and that's why I'm here ah! and they're all like shut up you're stupid you don't know what you're talking about and they all kind of ignore her and they gaslight her and well, then, they're like, like, we would know. We would know. Yeah, I, I can smell anything. It's just like a basset hound. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I can smell anything. I would know if he's a killer. Yeah. And um, and basically the like, the total like alpha of the, the house. The leader. The very Yeah, clear the leader, leader who's kind yeah. of showing her around eventually is just like, hey, you know, I don't necessarily agree with you, but like, I believe that you are going through something. Let's figure it out together, which is mm-hmm. like really nice, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then she's just like, what? what killer what are you talking about who's like, a I don't... killer what yeah. are we talking about so <laughs> not only is it a murder mystery it's like they're gonna right. constantly having to like they're gonna have to memento themselves out of <laughs> oh my god we have, we, so we have a bunch of we have 101 dalmatians memento and mind hunter all in one comic book <laughs> wow yeah no it's intense it's very intense uh, i thought it was great though i all yeah it's great i also need the backstory behind every one of these adorable good boys and girls absolutely There's so many yeah, it looks like at least two of them may have been the author's dog because we have a little uh, like a meet the author uh, there's the two different henry's which is really cute yeah it's my old dog's name uh yeah uh, uh, there's a uh, gucci which is like the poodle one uh i love that there's like the big old like bear looking like cane corso meets a like uh what's it called um Oh God, it looks like a fuzzy Rottweiler. But yeah, uh, her, her he name does is like, look like no. Yeah, her name is Imogene. And oh I love her. yeah, she <laughs> looks like a straight up bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Basset Hounds like Earl. They just have like very uh, classic name. But like, I love the just the collection of different dogs. Which obviously we're gonna learn about all of the people that I were need murdered. all of their backstories. But also, you have to know that all their backstories are gonna be serial killing. Well, we know where the Dalmatian came from. That's easy. What the firehouse? Yeah, oh. oh, yeah, the one hundred one dimension. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it was the hundred and second one. That's, that's <laughs> one. he murdered Corella Deville to Bingo. get to rest. Yeah, there we that go. would be that's a twist right there. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that before I'd watch the Corella Deville movie. Honestly, well, hey, hey, uh, hey. Yikes. <laughs> uh, they also talk about like a like a room that they can't go in, and it's like that's where Master keeps his treats, and it's like, Haha, oh, there's gonna be. Those, th- those are those are bodies. Those, There's gonna those... be like mounted boobies on the wall, like for <laughs> sure, right? People Just cookies. some real creepy shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious to see if this uh, book like takes yeah. that dark turn. Visually. I mean, it already took a dark turn because she's wearing the murder yeah. weapon. I'm just thinking, like, visually, like, are there gonna be just, like, dead bodies and stuff I mean, like that, you know what th- I mean? It also goes very, like, peanuts, because we don't see the any of the humans' faces. Exactly. Like, at all, so I'm, like, really curious how they're gonna do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, no, it's it's got a It's definitely very... a new way, <clears throat> definitely a new way to t- tell a serial killer story. Totally, yeah, <laughs> and, like, I... I really hope this book finds its audience because I feel like everyone that picked it up was just like, ah, this silly thing, mm-hmm. this Disney book. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you need to read this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. So, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, speaking of books that um, could be fun, but they're just not. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Depart- Department of Truth number six. There's no way this could be fun. Yeah. But- it's It's... L- in some ways, like, 
tremendously fucked up, but in yeah. most ways, this is slightly less personally traumatizing than the entire first Absolutely, arc. Absolutely, yeah. Because this the entire first arc happened, dealt with so. shit that happened like in our lifetimes, <laughs> and this deals with this is old stuff, all of reality as we know it <laughs> because of history. Yeah, this is like yeah. cool world building. And in, yeah, oh, super, yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's just a small reprieve from the the panic attack. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. <laughs> so, um, this is a uh, James Tinian, Elsa Charitier, and Matt Hollingsworth. So we have a different artist, I think, for this arc, which is good because um, it was a Martin Simmons. His art was haunting and giving me nightmares. So this is a good <laughs> reprieve. <laughs> Her art really like matches the tone of this. Of different, this particular like, story, like this story art, has yeah. a very different tone, and the art matches that really well. Her art yeah, is so, this so story, good. Oh man, yeah. yeah so like this it. story kind of picks up with. Leah Harvey Oswald being, I'll use air quotes for all of you people listening, shot. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to him just being tucked away in the basement by the Department of Truth because that's the story that needed to be told. They needed the scapegoat. Like, that's the whole point. They needed and, the scapegoat and they needed him to be definitively dead. Yeah, he had to disappear for a while. So he's like, everyone You're not has leaving. to quote unquote believe that he's dead. So basically, the, the head of this Department of Truth is like, all right start learning and he just brings him to a library to start reading books and figure it out and, and he's, he's like, like yes this one's in latin he's like yeah fucking learn latin yeah he's like here's a translate here's a like here's a latin guidebook or whatever here you go latin, figure latin, it out all right yeah, t- latin to english translator <laughs> latin dictionary let me yeah. uh, let me take a year <laughs> right right so this is like a um a story and they're reading that's uh around i think it's like a it's supposed to take place a couple hundred years yep. after it's the year 1000 it's year 1000? It says yeah. it right there. Dope. <laughs> well, I that's the it. whole plot, Sean. The whole well, plot is about the fact that it's the centennial or the, the millennial. Right. Well, <laughs> that's not the whole plot. That's just a part of it. But okay. yes, I understand. Right, right, right. So we have this monk that has been sent on some kind of mission by our lady with the crossed out eyes, it seems. No, no, no. He he encounters the lady with the crossed out eyes. He's He was sent by the um uh Charlemagne. Yes. Wasn't right. sent by Charlemagne. He was he, sent by the Pope. He was sent by the church. <laughs> yeah. Who I believe it is this moderations of the Department of Truth. Yes. As we know it. So he kind of sent over to confront. But yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck with the lady is either. He's just like, Whoa, what's her deal? <laughs> so they met, yeah, there's this uh, older woman and a village is kind of like she's seems to be just the village elder. You know, they come, people come to her wisdom. She may have some magic to her. So this, this guy's, it seems like they're just trying to figure out what's going on with her and in well, the whole- also the the theory the like folk tale about her is that she's like 300 years old yeah she's been yeah she's been 300 years old she's been around and kind of leading as we've been talking about this book like it just kind of feeds all of these stories but they're kind of just talking back and forth talking about how um you know she told people that she's the progeny of um augustus and like all these things like they're direct one generation descendants of the Roman empire, which was 500 years ago, which is like, obviously, um, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's an older woman, but like, it's an, Oh, then you must've known Charlemagne from 500 years ago. Um, and they're kind of, she's kind of playing this game with him. Telling the story, talking about the history. And then at a certain point, she's just like, all right, what's up, dude, what are you here for? 
I know I know what this is. Let's go. Gotta <laughs> spill the beans. Because she kind of has her... Uh, they're saying, they think she's 500 years old. They think she's 500 years old. Yeah. But, like, she basically, like, she's trying to figure out what he knows of the world. Because she knows what's actually been happening. Like, she seems to be having her own history. Because all of the things that they're talking about seem to have only happened a couple hundred years ago with the the uh, the fall of the Roman Empire and um, Christianity spreading as a religion and going across and causing that. And then, like, the Pope and leaving Rome, but then they're talking about Charlemagne, which really, like, the way I read it, Charlemagne's not an actual person. Charlemagne was fictional. They made him up to and- extend the power of the Catholic Church and made him real. And then... And on then, top of that, yes. by creating the calendar, yes. they just added 400 years of Correct. an empire that didn't exist yep. into reality. So like they needed like the the millennial celebration to, ma- to be huge to like solidify the empire. Yeah. Because like oh, we've existed for a thousand years and it's like no bitch. Yeah, no, it. it's been like 200. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she is 100 years old. Yeah. She's like 99 or something. She's yeah. like, yeah, I've lived through that. I remember that, but I'm the only one that remembers it because you changed reality. Jesus. Which is crazy. Fucking wild. <laughs> this issue, Charlemagne. This issue made my head spin. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, this is so much happening. Yeah, uh, this was like, like how basically... Much, how much, like, history, like, does... Tynan have like a history degree. Is he like he a does PhD? Now. I mean, yeah, he, he should. Someone give him like an honorary like PhD. Yeah, because like, this Jesus is this, this issue essentially goes into how the Catholic Church created the like history. It's like I had to read thirty period. issues of Batman to get this arc right. I had to read <laughs> history <laughs> to get this right. Yeah, I had to read all <laughs> of history. Yeah, it, it's it's super interesting because like, you know. We always say, we always realize, we're, I think, especially now that, like, marginalized voices are getting, like, a lot more of a voice, we're realizing, or at least I am realizing personally, that all of history is always written by the winner, right? But this is, this is, the hypothesis of this thing is, like, not only is history written by the winner, history is created by the winner. Right, yeah. But also the others... And that's the other key takeaway in this. So eventually the 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 monk guy reveals himself and he's like, Oh yeah, look at this history of the things that actually happened written down. Like be a real shame if someone found this and obviously has to has to kill the old lady. Yeah. Um but we gotta cut to Lee Harvey reading this and he's just like the enlightened. Fuck. The enlightened being the Illuminati, essentially, which in this context, the way I'm understanding it, the Illuminati would be the enlightened, which would be the uh, the older woman who had the actual history of the world. The people who know how the world actually actually works. happened. So the enemy of the Department of Truth. <laughs> well, no, no, I think I think or what the Illuminati ends up being that. I think the Illuminati. Uh, the, the way that I read it is that the Illuminati are the people that understand how the world works and use it to their advantage. So it's I read who- it the opposite. I read that yeah. she was part of. She's part of the enlightened. Mm. She's keeping it the regular way. The Department of Truth is, I read it the way, this is like the great part of this book. The Department of Truth is akin to the, the, the Catholic Church in this particular instance. Yeah. They're yeah. creating the history based on whether they, what they believe is correct. Which, I mean, 
personally just plays into <laughs> what I said in the last issue where like, oh shit, is the Department of Truth the villain? And it's like, well, if they were Maybe. also the Catholic Church, yes. Because <laughs> it's very possible. Like that's, I think because it's kind of historically, cool. there's, you know, not to say that the Catholic Church hasn't done some good things in the world for, for some people right. some of the time, but generally, historically, they're the villains. <laughs> not the you best know, track. Little thing called the Crusades. Not the best track. Not the best track record of, you know, like enslaving peoples and, and ruling over empires. Yeah, this one just kind of broke my brain a little bit, but I think it's an incredibly cool way to go back and tell the story of the Department of Truth through history. And yeah, also, and I think you're right, because I'm reading through you. She says, we are the enlightened. So yeah. So it would also make sense for the the Illuminati to be a conspiracy that they can control. Where yeah, it's like, like and it's do a they, or does the Illuminati become the Department of Truth to fight organizations like the Church, which is like the the, the people we saw in the first arc, or vice versa? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's definitely like you can clearly see um, why Lee Harvey Oswald is so steadfast in like doing, you know, like his position at the at the department because he was like, right. you know, telling the main character to murder those guys it's like that it has to be done because he like right. knows like all he's just been through and he's read all this history right. now so oh my god i didn't even see the next month i was teaser just about cover. to say that oh, and i'm fucking fuck will smith stoked it's gonna be the no. fucking men in black and it's gonna be awesome i don't think you guys actually know what the men in black is will smith. i don't care it's gonna be awesome it's, it's yeah, not it's will smith, smith. It's tommy everywhere. lee jones and it's fucking aliens we're gonna, all right we're gonna get it's gonna a rat it's gonna open with a rat <laughs> It's going to be uh, awesome. It's so much weirder than the movie. <laughs> sure, so but it's going to be great. Oh my God. Yeah, no, like that shit. Mm, we're getting into cryptids, baby. <laughs> oh, that's so my not, shit. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> like yeah, so now we're going to do that. The men in black are so fucking creepy and weird. And I, yeah. Oh man. Do yourself a favor, listeners. Go read Mothman uh, prophecies <laughs> if you get a chance. Ne- Learn some shit about the men in black and the Mothman. Ne- next month's right. episode is not Will Smith. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show up the recording with a Will Smith shirt. It's gonna be amazing when it is Will Smith. <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome. Dude, the men in black have shown up in so many comics. Like, in uh, Superman. Yeah. Like, they're just like randomly like yeah, just no one remembers them, obviously. Right, yeah. But but yeah. also, like, I need you guys to know that the men in black are not humans, right? You know, you guys know that, right? They're not fucking humans. Well, well yeah, I mean, Will Smith they're... is not a human, right? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they are. They're just not humans. They're extra dimensional beings? I don't know. Sure. They're like the Watchers. It's fine. We'll figure it out. They're the Watchers? I have a lot to say about Crypto. Who are to? Well, we'll save it for the next. Yeah, we'll save it for the next ep- <laughs> issue and see if we're I, I just, all right. I just saw this. I didn't see mm-hmm. this the first time I read it. I was just had a fucking like yeah. galaxy brain moment. Yeah. Will Smith. <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> God damn. Stop saying Will Smith. <laughs> I just. Will Smith. It's going to open with a rap and I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> oh, I would die. I would right die. Whole I would. It would be this that would be that's top hell. story if if it is hundred percent lock it in. Right <laughs> this is a story all about how my skin didn't fit on my face. <laughs> well, yeah, he had to get some sugar water to make it fit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! All right, all right. Let's keep this weird train fucking. Yeah, rolling. let's go to the comic that's not a comic this week. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Ice Cream Man number 23 uh, by W. Maxwell Prince, uh, Martin Morazzo, and Chris O'Halloran. I feel like this issue, like, Martin Morazzo's been killing it, and oh, W. Man. Maxwell Prince is like, you know what, dude? 
take a month off. You take a break. I got you. There's only going to be like 10 panels in this Just do a book couple and the pages, rest is prose. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so essentially this entire book is written with page of prose, one page full panel to accompany it. And yeah. it's telling the story backwards from firsthand accounts of how a talk, so- talk show host, um, was it a Mac Benson? Yes. Yeah. Mac Benson got his face eaten off by a python on his late night talk show. Yes. What? And it's yeah. told, the story is told by from like his best friend and guy who clearly is in love with him, yeah. uh, Brian, um, an intern that works at the station. That he's having um, an affair with. Candace, yeah, because of course. Yeah. Um, Rick uh, it was the new animal trainer that no one knows anything about and is clearly sketchy as fuck. Oh, and yeah. And just looks like the ice cream man, I think, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Loretta Benson, his, his wife, who's... Who, who is trying to divorce him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so get, a lot going on here. There's it's, a lot in this book, yeah. It did a lot of really good off-panel, like, character building because like when they first introduce all these people you're just like oh yeah brian's been there from the beginning and it's his best friend and it's a producer and he really cares about him and then like and then over the course of the telling of events yeah. you find out that he is has like this total unrequited love for mac benson and if, for the first like probably three or four different like storytelling devices you actually are kind of on Mac's side and then kind of like yeah, and then you're like, oh, Mac's a piece of shit, because, like, yeah. everyone's kind of talking about him in this, like, really endearing way, where, like, he's just, like, every, you know, it's got that, he was like, that, he was the that rising smile, star. he's that rising star, you yeah. know, everyone loves him, and it's like, well, yeah, everyone loves him, because the people telling the story are his his best friend who's in love with him, his mistress, who is, like, an, like, I don't know, I don't think she's underage, but she is, like, uncomfortably young and she's, she even she's 20 at the most yeah and she's mentioning in there she's just like i don't know what what it is about it but it's also like there's a power dynamic that i'm not sure is completely consensual like she, yeah, she it's, hints it's, at that too yeah and, and then yeah disturbing. loretta's just like yeah i know he's been fucking around behind my back he fucked my sister at thanksgiving and it's just like Whoa, okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was like about to deliver divorce papers and then his face got, got eaten call. off by yeah. a fucking snake and then all of mac benson's his oh my god storytelling is just him talking to the demons in the room aka the snake <laughs> that bit his face off and the snake well and also i don't know if you guys noticed the fucking weird little goblin and the little boy and like all the other fucking weird creepy demons that have been showing up in all the other ice cream man yeah I- uh, issues like that one yeah. issue with uh the guy that has alzheimer's and they keep stealing his memories mm-hmm. it's all those demons right yeah so uh, ter- this it's just <laughs> It's crazy. But we never we don't we talk see about. those demons. It's literally just described in the prose. Yeah. It, but like they do such a good de- job of describing that I'm like, oh yeah, nope, I remember those fuckers. Mm-mm. Yeah, we have like ten pages of actual like art, and they tell this this story so well, and they're still just so deeply. Yeah, literally still. the only panels that we see are on the talk show, and we already know what's gonna happen, so because it's him introducing yeah. the Rick Rick Saccharine. Yeah. And it's like. You know, oh, what you got here, Rick? Oh, he looks friendly. And it's like, there's a big fucking vulture. And he's like, you and know. they all look like very wild. Like something's up right away. Because like Mac was like, uh, this dude looks kind of scary. <laughs> well, the, the guy even says like, the, the, it, basically Rick says a bunch of really creepy fucked up shit. Like yeah. while they're having the interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was really well done. It's super creepy. Just and then finding the, new ways to disturb us. Oh, yeah. And then at the very end. It's like, it's Rick finally gets to tell his take, and he's just like, oh, yeah, you wanted to know 
you know, the, the moral of the story, sometimes there just isn't one. Fuck you. And that's how the book ends. <laughs> like all good <laughs> stories. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes stories are just stories and they're fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And there isn't a moral and no one wins. There's no, there's no good guys and bad guys. And it's just, that's just how life is, which is actually so much scarier. Uh, yeah. Like, also, uh, oh so Loretta was late to get to the hospital because she was like, all right, she was going to deliver the divorce papers, but instead had to rush to the hospital because her husband's face got eaten mm-hmm. off and she couldn't get there in time because there was an overturned ice cream chuck on yeah, the freeway. I, and it's I like, thought that was a nice touch. Such a good little like, like, ah, yeah, pizza. He's fucking with people's lives. Uh, Dude, yeah. I just, Ooh-wee. this book continues to amaze every time. Yep. Yep. It is great. Such, uh, such good, like playing with the medium. Yeah. Like I, I look forward to reading this cause I don't, like, I know how I'm going to feel when I'm done, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. And I think it's that journey is really cool, like, exciting every time. Always a journey. Yeah. But I, I know where I'm going to end up, and I'm going to be sad. In a different way every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a feels trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of a feels trip. Oh, yeah. There yeah, we go. Seriously. So I have Black Cat number three by Jed McKay, uh, CF Villa, and Brian Reber. Friend of the show, Jed McKay. We can right, we can say, say that. that now. Yes. As of the, when you're listening to this, uh, go back and listen to the interview that we did with Jed McKay. I was not present because I was stuck in the astral plane. Yes. Uh, but these guys and Adam had a good time talking. Yeah, we had to a great him. time, and uh, we thank Jed again for sitting down and chatting with us. It was a it was a great time. You yeah. didn't know what was happening in the astral plane, but a bunch of black cats just showed up and you're like, oh, they're doing an interview. God damn it! <laughs> oh, must be happening. Got it. I'm gonna try to latch on to one of these black cats. Well, yeah, the good news is black cats are are good luck for me. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, but thirty of them just like no, just... the best luck. <laughs> the best luck. Anyway, so last issue, uh, Felicia grabbed hold of the the Yggdrasil stick, and um, everyone's like, "That's not that's not good." Um, yeah. Oh no, so, she's got Norse magic. So this issue, uh, it's the last of the. Uh, King of Black Titans, and um, it, it kind of divides its time between her, uh, like, subconsciously talking to, I guess, what is essentially magic, and um, mm-hmm. her fighting symbiote dragons. Um, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Also, before we get into it, does this mean that uh, um, Donald Blake is also going to try to murder Felicia because she had Norse magic? I don't think so. I think Donald Blake's just going after Thor people. But he, but he he went after he went after Doctor Strange in the last issue because he well, wielded she's Thor going magic. After he just took Odin Force, and the, yeah, 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 the yeah. stick that is like mm. almost done. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, uh, so right. maybe not. Well, yeah. we'll find out. I, we'll it find would be, out. It would be a cool little tie-in, is all. Yeah, I'm yeah. Especially because uh, you know Donny Cates is writing King of Black. It goes but full I, circle. I also don't. Perfect. I don't know the the timeline because Stephen Strange is uh. like knocked out during this. Mm, mm, true. Good point. Yeah, I don't know. What, point. I don't know what the time. It's because and of Donald they, Blake. Obviously, they talk about the same stick. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's fine. Right. Anyway, um, too many sticks going around. So, a Felicia like kind of like wakes up in like uh just like a, a void, and uh she's like, oh, well that didn't work, did it? Where where am I? And this and uh, Black Fox shows up, and um, she's like, Black Fox is like, no, just you know, this was a familiar shape to you. Um. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you? It's like, well, I'm, I'm magic, wild magic, chaos magic. And, um, <laughs> right. Dope. So, <laughs> my favorite kind of magic. So, the story is like <laughs> this being, um, offering Felicia power. And, uh, 
she's like, well, my guys are, you know, being destroyed out there. So, you know, what, what can you give me? Uh, it's like talk is cheap, baby. And I have expensive tastes. So give me a taste. And um, <laughs> so it kind of cuts to her outside with the, with her like Asgardian garb. And she's just Dope. ripping dragons apart. She kind of, awesome. she describes it as as uh, holding a a live wire and like magic is coursing through it and like she shook a a hand with a hydrogen bomb, so like her body Dang. is just like exploding with power, and yeah. um yeah and dragons are exploding right yeah she has a lot of good it's like this up. this like star crossed uh beam that's like yeah. ripping multiple dragons just apart in pieces. <laughs> That's um, really cool. And then also the, the guy uh, is showing her, um, it's like, well, you know, your, uh, your father uh, died, but he didn't actually die. You know, your, your mother was told he got arrested and your mother was forced to tell you that he died. And then he shows her like all these um, exes that abused her and just uh, a night that she got destroyed by the Sinister Six. And she's like, why are you showing me um, people that traumatize me? Like, you can't break me like that. Show me what I, what I want, like, what I can have. So he's mm-hmm. like, okay. So it's like, uh, the, the lady knows what she wants. So let's show her what she can have. And uh, it's like, ultimate power, you know, uh, first off, how about the total annihilation of, your, of her enemies? And she's like, uh, standing over Kingpin and Venom and Doc Ock and has Noel's head in her hand. And then um, she's like, oh, oh, yes. Uh, and then was that enough? What can you give the girl who, has, who wants everything? Why everything, of course. And she's, she has the gauntlet, which mm-hmm. we just got a teaser image for um, the annual that comes up. And it's going to go into Infinite Destinies. And it's her with the gauntlet. Um, so I guess that's a cool, like, nice tease. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, before you get too much further into it, uh, and also kind of like, not spoilery version without getting too far into it. This bears a striking resemblance to the new episode of WandaVision. The like going through all the trauma doors. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, let's behind door number three. More fucking trauma. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Go. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> You've won more trauma. So then, <laughs> haven't we all? So then he yeah. tempts her with uh, her father coming back and, you know, your mother no longer a widow. Um, and she kind of starts like uh, breaking. Um, and then uh, he's like, also, we can do better than that. Love. It's like all your, of your heart, you've broken, healed. Every lover who left you returned to your side. So we get this picture of her on a throne with like all her um, exes. Exes. But, so <laughs> this is like hard confirmation that she's queer. Yeah. 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 Oh, true. Woo! Good point. Canonically bye. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, we're just, we're just taking fucking names. <laughs> for, on the by train right. all aboard and then nice. and then she's like how dare you you made a mistake i don't uh it's like you offered me ashes did you really think you could i would never uh that i would make someone love me with magic and then yeah. she just um she slices him and and uh heads out yeah dude yeah. what do you think i'm gonna do be fucking purple man and be a rapist not cool bro yeah that. that was the breaking point yeah yeah I mean, she's just like oh cool yeah like just completely walk all over someone's consent yeah. i don't think so and then dr strange yeah. was like wow you you actually survived that and you have no magical training i'm i'm actually impressed <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like that was the only <laughs> thing like like that was going to like have her not take the power, right? It was like she got to the point where it's like, "Yep, nope, this yeah. is the core of my that, being. I'm not going to do that's that." That's where the magic <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> exactly. The magic yeah. was like, "Oh, yeah, if you had just if you just stopped at you can have your dad back, she probably would have taken yeah, that shit. Yeah, she probably would have taken it. Yep. <laughs> and then uh so she gets out and um she tells Strange to uh teleport her crew somewhere else because that's kind of what she cares about most is making sure that they're not in a f- in crossfire. And then mm-hmm. um, Strange goes, "Done. Are you ready?" And she's like, "As I'm going to be. Let's do this, baby." And it's just her like getting her claws ready. Yeah, I just love that she's <laughs> like now she just has control of that power instead of it controlling her, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a sick power up. I like yeah, it. for sure. So yeah, that's good. A, that's, a, that's a level up for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Queen Cat. I she's like gonna it. be, and then so she's yeah. gonna be in King and Black Four, I guess. So I'm gonna have to read that in order to find out how that story kind of concludes. Mm. And then next, yeah. next yeah. Black Cat issue, we're getting into a new storyline. So back in the main. Story. And you know, most importantly, I need to know: Did he teleport bats also, or is bats still in the story? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell. It's it's unclear. I need to know if bats is okay. It looks like well, bats. Is, to read King and Black it Four. It looks like bats is staying, but. Okay. I mean, he is a ghost. I don't know if if venoms can hurt ghosts. I don't think they can. I don't want to find out. I need to know. I need to know he's okay. <laughs> I just I don't want to find out. I've already gone through too much trauma with bats. I can't I can't go through that again. He already died once. I can't lose him a second time. <laughs> oh shit. All right. I think we got some shout outs now, right? Yeah. So I'll do a shout out for uh, new what's this image? Yeah, new image one, Two Moons by John Arcudi, Valerio Gian Giordano, and Dave Stewart. So this seems to be a uh, this is a Civil War era story um, about seems to be two main characters that we have a um, Native American soldier in the Northern Army. And a, um, I think it's going to be one of the other char- uh, main characters is a, um, I believe an Irish uh, nurse. Um, that is, I think those are the main two people that he uh, is going to be telling the story about. But we kind of get this snapshot of the Civil War of this soldier. He seemed to kind of grow up. He's not necessarily um, in touch with his heritage or anything like that. I think he, it, they make a point to talk about how he's very, you know, towed the line that of the society at the time um but now he's now he's in the middle of the civil war and he's starting to get i don't i don't know how the best way to describe it i feel like it's like um it's like a true sight almost so he's starting to see things the way sight they truly sight. are yeah the sight beyond sight things that they <laughs> true the way they truly are so like he sees a uh, a, de- a dead soldier but he sees um uh, like his his grandfather like speaking to him it's like what what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, like he's like talking to this person, and then the nurse walks over, like, "Oh, did you know him?" And then he like snaps to uh, him. And it's like, it's "Oh, like, that's a fucking corpse." Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's not my grandfather. Do. <laughs> um, and he, he ends up talking to this nurse for a long time, and then the, his um, commanding officer is like, "What's your what's your secret? Like, you got to teach me what your secret is. Like, what do you mean?" He's like. That woman hasn't said more said more than ten words to me, and you were talking the entire time we were there. What's going on? <laughs> so these two people seem to have made like a bond very quickly. Um, but we kind of get back to a camp. There's a big battle, and then there's just this final moment where this like big angry soldier is just really 
you know, it's war, but he's like just murdering this, this soldier in cold blood even after a surrender. And then he kind of sees this true sight, the sight beyond sight of him looking like this evil, I think RJ described it, this evil where the wild things are beast. Um, and just is like, he's just like an evil murder incarnate. And he's just like, what the fuck am I seeing? Uh, like he's, he doesn't know what he's seeing, but he, like it's, it's still that, that guy. Yeah. Like, just freaking out and trying to kill a couple more, like, uh, Confederate this, soldiers. This premise of, like, having that site, especially in, like, the war. Yeah. Air, like, like uh, is, is a really cool concept, and it reminds me a lot of this novel I just read, which I highly recommend. It's called Ring Shout. I forget the writer's name because I'm terrible at this. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> essentially, the premise is, like, in the, like, 20s or 30s, it's these, like, th- these um, three women who were, like, they essentially hunt down what they call Ku Kluxes, and it's like Ku Klux Klan members, but they have the true sight to see that they're actually fucking monsters. So, like, the mm. Ku Klux Klan is mixed up with, like, actual human dudes who are monsters, but the fucking actual monsters right. that to the rest of us look like humans. Mm. Uh, it's, it, yeah, very similar premise, it's a good especially play on that like, yeah, with so that like- historical fiction aspect mixed in with the, like, mystical... Yeah. yeah, and they uh, the the author had a couple pages in the back and made a good point. Like, th- I, that's truly I think that's the inspiration is the historical fiction mixed in with this this stories that he wanted to tell about these yeah. two particular characters. So. Yeah, where and like the ring shout definitely pulled from a lot more like like African folklore and like um mm-hmm. like voodoo fol- folklore from the south, and then this seems to be pulling from indigenous folklore. Yeah, a little bit more. So, so that's, we we, that's we definitely cool. get a taste of it to begin. Like it was enough to keep me intrigued. So I, I'm. I'm, yeah. Also, the art he, is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. real yeah. good. Real good. Really good. Um, the the monsters and stuff that he sees, like that, it's fucking creepy. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> I would be afraid of this too. I just think it's an interesting thing to see, like in a wartime kind of book, seeing having that ability, you could really see the people that are just there to maybe. That's Whereas everyone or- else would just be like, "Wow, that guy really likes war, huh?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh <laughs> no, could- that that dude's monsters a fucking can hide- monster." Monsters can hide in plain sight in monstrous situations, you know. Right, and I think yeah. that's part of that's the story. A- I think that's yeah, going to be cool. told here for sure. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. So for our next shout, uh, I've got Future State Superman versus Imperious Lex number two by Mark Russell, Steve Pugh, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Uh, love this fucking book. This is pretty good. Damn it, like so book. good. Um, so in the last issue, we saw, um, Lois becoming the, like, liaison to, like, indoctrinate, uh, Lexor into the United Planets. So she's kind of, like, their, like, his mentor. Like, she, she has full say whether or not he's in. Yeah, she's control of everything that the planet has to do to make sure she, they meet the contract that he signed to be part of the United Planets. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So, so she shows up and... Uh, Superman stays on the moon of Lexor so that he's not affected by the red sun. Like he's got until like sunrise until yeah, he's only got a couple hours a day. Yeah, so he so he starts around. like deprogramming the robots because that was his ultimate goal. And mm-hmm. he's like, just call me if you need anything because I'll be right here. She's like, you'll I you'll need rescuing for like I will have to rescue you. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Well, so, she, said, she says says something <laughs> like, I've always got at least three good minutes. She's like, can confirm. And I'm like. <laughs> nice <laughs> so good yeah there are a bunch of good little quips like that of course yeah. there were um yeah. and then you know as she shows up there's like a welcome united planets and she gets like a big old welcome party it's just like okay and um she sends out her um 
uh, what's excavation it called? team, basically. Excavation team, yeah. So basically, there's like a whole. She's got like a team of like surveyors to like see what the planet needs and what they can provide for the rest of the the system. So yep. you know, give and take, symbiosis, kind of a you know sharing of resources, kind of a deal. Yep. And essentially, while she's like talking to Lex. The excavators discover that he has a precious mineral just like in all of the mountains of Lexor that, that would, would solve, solve energy. everyone's energy crisis everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like a small portion of it can just like power planets for years. Yeah. So he's just like, uh, fuck y'all, get off my planet. I don't want to be in United Planets. Bye. And she's like, in true Lex fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I didn't need you in the first place. And she's like, well, you were kind of begging, but also, uh, I have final say. So, you know, I'm, I, you, you're going to be in the, in the you're United staying. Planets. Yeah. And then, and then he's just like, well, you know, the funny thing about that is, uh, you know, you have to survive. And <laughs> basically, <laughs> you know, t- like, kills the entire excavation team and then takes Lois Lane hostage and he's like um only let her out when she agrees to let me out of the treaty or if she starves to death whichever happens first <laughs> <It's> like fuck <laughs> so uh essentially superman finally like realizes what's happening cuz he's just clueless and he just looks at the feed of like you know the excavation team is just like oh there's just a bunch of corpses i should probably yeah, go i should there. go help i should go down there yeah. Um, so he goes down, and then, of course, Lex has his, like, whole planet is is propagandized against, uh, you Superman know, like, and all Superman, they, and yeah. they, they, like, try to fight him and take him down, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lois, uh, Lois, she has some really good banter with, like, basically what is essentially Luke, uh, Luthor's, like, right-hand robot. Oh, it's, yeah. And, like, the robot's like, cruel sometimes but you have to know that he's he knows what's best for us and he's brilliant and he really cares about what's best you know of, for the people and she's just like uh yeah i don't think that's the case so she like <laughs> knocks him out with like a like an uh, emp and steals one of like the big like exoskeletons and fights off luther and saves superman and the real big reveal at the mm-hmm. end is that Superman was able to steal a couple of the crystals and then synthesize them on in the Fortress of Solitude. So he solved all of the energy crises everywhere without Lexor's help. So Lexor is just like has a resource that no one needs now. Mm-hmm. So no one's <laughs> buying it from. So him no one's at buying all. it. So and great. and he can't use his robots because they're decommissioned, de- deprogrammed. Like so, it's like oh, back to square one. Fuck you. Uh, yeah. It's great. There's some just some really good, of course, you know, like some really good commentary on you know propaganda and. Uh, yeah. I I need to find the page. There's a really good like, like when when you become, you like, when you put your faith in someone else, you become their ideology. Like it, it's yeah. you know, it, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, so no matter what you tell yourself to to still feel like a good person, if you follow someone who built their reign on force and lies, you're not only following them because they support your values. You're following them because they've become your values. Uh-huh. Like, damn, fucking <laughs> God. Yeah, and it's, you, you see the robot, he's like trying to do the circular logic of just like, well, he's a monster and he if, he, if he, if he's a monster and he created me, what does that make me? So like, I have to still believe that he's a good person because I need him to be a good person. Just right. Like, yeah, damn. Poor guy. But also the end of this book says to be continued and I don't know where it's going to be continued because future state's over. So... You know, if we'll anyone knows where that book is going to be, at me because I want to read it. It might be that yeah. anthology that they're doing. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know much about like the actual books that are solicited in the infinite infinite frontier stuff, so really eager to see, you know, where that pops up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh sweet. I also have a future state book. Yeah. Ooh. Uh I have Future State Aquaman number two by Brandon Thomas, Daniel Sampier, and Adriana Lucas. Uh, Some sassy fucking fish in this book. (laughs) So many sassy fish. (laughs) So, yeah, Andy gets a. Andy, we carry on from issue one where she gets her leg cut off, and she gets Mm -hmm. a new leg, which is a, a fish leg. And the other fish aren't happy about that. Nope. She, like, cries out in panic and uses her um, Aquaman power. Fish kinesis. Yeah, fish kinesis. Fish kinesis. Or is it more water? Is it more the hydrokinesis because they're water-based? I I think it's kind of both. I know they talk about her being a controller of water or something. I don't know. Anyway, this book is, like... uh, um the there's like a lot of flashback of a lot of training well, montages. Yeah, training montages of <laughs> yeah, so many training her montages. And uh Aquaman kind of um teaching teaching each other how to survive. And mm-hmm. she's like riding a shark through a jungle <laughs> at one point. She, she does a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool shit. Um and then anyway, the the Training montage is kind of like building to current day where she leads the uh the breakout of Aquaman because he's been in that prison the whole time. And um so she's coming to get him and she like busts through the the ceiling and uh they they escape and it's really badass. She there's like this so badass double page spread of like them surrounded by all the sea life that is accompanying them, and it's really mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, you can't say enough about the art in this book. It's so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it, it's great. I really enjoyed the the story, and uh, even though it's two issues, I feel like the development between the two characters, especially Andy, her being a completely new character, like they they really did a good job. Yeah. They did an incredible Agreed. job of making me care about both of them, like, so much, and I've never cared about any Aquaman at all, number one. Number two, <laughs> don't know, like, I, I know who he is, but barely, and she's new. And, yeah, like, th- they did a good job of, like, telling a completely nonlinear story. It's all, like, takes place over the course of, like, six years. It all takes place over the course of, like, multiple realities. Yeah. Like... It's and it and it's very cohesive still. Like it doesn't feel disjointed like you would think that it would by mm-hmm. like bouncing around like that. Yeah, it was great. And yeah. uh, Brandon yeah. Thomas just got the put on to the new reboot of Hardwire, so that's gonna be oh, awesome. cool. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, sweet. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> X Corner. X Men Corner. Let's do Uh. I guess I'll take this one, and then you want the next one, Sean? I'll do X-Men. It's fine. All right. Oh, you want to do X-Men? All right, you do X-Men. We got got an X-Men number 18. I really like this issue. Uh, We got X-Men number 18 by Jonathan Hickman, Mohamed Asrar, and Sonny Go. Uh, So this was kind of our first peek back into the vault. Finally! all of that time ago. (laughs) Fucking finally, the vault! um, Yeah, so 
we we get the peek back in. We kind of see them, the team, rolling in. But this this issue really kind of see uh, centers around Sink, um, and we kind of get some revelations about his new power set. So, you know, he's able to copy people's powers that are or mutant powers, which seem to be um, originally what his it was. So he they brought him so he could copy Darwin, so he wouldn't die. <laughs> um and to copy uh Wolverine uh Lara so he could kill people. Worked out great. <laughs> great. You have you have a hunter and then you have the you know the 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 guy who can't die and then you have the backup. For yeah, I, like, I liked how they, they described it. It's like, yeah, if whatever situation they needed, he yeah, could be either one. He's the redundancy. Really, he was really cool. But as we get farther into the book, um, like they kind of start talking about his powers and they talk about his resurrection protocol and like how they've noticed that now that the mutant manifestations are happening at the time that the bodies are gestated and created, it's they're leveling up their powers. So like Sync, for example, now can replicate anybody's powers it seems it's not just mutant powers yeah he he ends up replicating some of the powers in the vault and they're like we thought you could only do other mutants he's like yeah me too and then he's just like on fire and then he just lights some people on fire (laughs) it was pretty awesome (laughs) so like that's i thought that was a really interesting takeaway from this just from like anyone who's being brought back they could literally have a next level of their power yeah like hickman definitely setting up like just playing his next card that he has Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's not necessarily a secondary mutation. It's like it's an, I, we, it, we were talking about upgrade. it off mic, and RJ compared it to like when Animal Man like has his like spirit quests and mm-hmm. realizes that he can just be any animal at any time and yeah. like doesn't have to be close to them. It's like that. Like oh, it's the same powers but amplified. It's the in it's some the, way. almost their 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 final. You know, it's yeah, the next evolution. Is, it's their final it's form. My final form yeah. of their power. So yeah, this it, is my was, this is my Super Saiyan with blue hair or whatever the fuck. I'm excited to see more about the vault because we didn't get it like it was a lot of like a lot of sync stuff figuring out they they really just only really stepped their toe into yeah, the vault yeah, so th- far so i feel like this could have been a top story if there was more vaults mm-hmm. like actual content but we still have no fucking idea what's yeah, going on i think we're that. gonna get more probably in the next couple issues Hell i'm sure yeah. I, at least i hope so yeah me too they just tease it they they'll come back to it for 20 issues again <laughs> <laughs> i know it'd be cruel right oh my god all right well, back, you know, more X-Men corner, uh, Wolverine Obviously. number 10, uh, real quickly, just uh, by Benjamin Percy, Adam Kubert, and Frank Martin. Um, this is the shoot 'em up getting out of the, the sticky mess that they got themselves in the last issue. Get out of the auction. Getting out of the auction. Yeah, so it's Maverick has, like, been snapped out of the mind wipe, but he's still kind of, like, not super clear. He's shot in the head. He gets shot in the head, and he's just like, ah, the pain helps. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine's um, like, you good? So he just, he's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, the hurt, the hurt helps me remember. And then Wolverine's like, well, let's hurt our way out of this room. And then they just proceed to fuck up everyone. There's this double-page like, spread Ugh. that is like uh, the Wolverine, Wolverine and Maverick on the stage, like in the background, and the mm-hmm. foreground is uh, the guy shooting at them, but then it's intercut with like, 
panels everywhere of Wolverine fighting people, and it's such a cool yeah. double page spread. Such a good page, mm-hmm. yeah. That page is there's unbelievable. A, they did that a few times in this issue. Yeah, but that one specifically, I know exactly what RJ's talking about. Yeah, yeah and there's there's another one where it's like the Madripoor like, bay scene. It's just like the colors and are it's, unbelievable. And it's them running around and him throwing yeah. an octopus at someone's face. <laughs> yeah, and so so essentially they get out of the auction, they, they're running through Madripoor, um, they're trying to be like quiet about it, but like, you know, at the Not end of the day, it's Madripoor. Bit. Nothing matters. There's no rules. There's no laws. <laughs> fucking Madripoor. And it turns out one of the buyers at the fucking auction was the fucking CIA. <laughs> and they were trying to be covert and they were just going to outbid everyone. But then because like that went to shit, they had, they decided to still try and pursue the target. So there's a whole, like, uh, all the data pages kind of deal with that, where it's just like, uh, I thought this was going to be quiet. And then the, like, Ramirez, who's, like, the ex-desk, like, special agent uh, in charge of buying Maverick, was just like, oh, you know, Wolverine showed up. We had to uh, improvise. And also, it's Madripoor. No one gives a shit. Like, so. (laughs) But essentially, the way the book ends is, uh, well, Maverick whisks him and Wolverine away to his like mercenary squad and he's like you should join the team and then Wolverine's like you should come to Krakoa so he brings Maverick to Krakoa and he's just like uh this is too pansy for me this is too soft (laughs) you've gone soft I don't want to be soft and he even offers him to go into the crucible which answers my question that I had on the last time we talked about this uh whether or not Maverick has his powers turns out he does not yes because Yeah, he because he's like you could go through the crucible and get like he he get explains to him what his own powers used to be, which and is then, wild. And then Maverick is just like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm I like the way I am right now." I like he's like, "I got I got my muscles, I got my brain, and it, and I got my balls, and I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> I think this. I'm like, all right, dude. this issue and this book kind of in particular is really interested in tackling uh, like the mentality of. Krakoa and like it's delving yeah. into like Wolverine's like psychology of wanting to be there because he's like how come you're not you know you don't want to join back up with us and you're going to stay on that island like that's not like you yeah mm-hmm. that, he he desperately wants to be that person and is constantly trying to fight the person that he already is like the mercenary the like weapon the like all that shit he's like it's he's actively going against that nature to try and be more Kirkcoen, like more right. like trust, trusting and like hopeful, and yeah. you know. But uh, the end of the issue is what it looks like: Maverick joining the fucking being CIA. a narc. He being a goddamn narc. Narcoric. I have a lot of bones to pick with Brian and his favorite character if he's going to be a fucking double agent for the goddamn CIA. That's awesome. Uh, or or the know, next maybe, maybe he's a tr- or. The- Maybe he's a triple agent, and he's gonna he's gonna give oh, the CIA shit. bad information. I mean, That'd or be the sick. next issue opens up with her with him going, "I think I decided," and then shooting her. Yeah, that would also be sick. I uh, you know, fingers crossed for that one. I don't want Maverick to be the villain, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, that brings us to our top story. Also, X Men, New Mutants, number sixteen. This shit is so good, <laughs> so fucking good. Who wants to take it? You. You're fucking hype you as shit right, right now. Fucking goddamn it. All right. You I, introed I, it and everything. Let's go. This book, like, here. in two issues, has become one of the, like, coolest books of the whole X line. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's such a shame that Vita wasn't doing it from the beginning, because I feel like a lot of people, 
like Ed Brisson's run was great, but it did kind of feel like it was spinning his wheels a little bit. Like some of the issues were like non-canonical to like the rest of the story. They were kind of like side quests, you know? And I feel like a lot of people got a little bit burnt out because there's just so many fucking X titles. So like not necessarily that it's bad, but it's not crucial to read. Mm -hmm. And it is now fucking crucial. And I've been trying to get every reader to get back on this fucking book. Um, So essentially the book starts out and it's a bunch of uh, Krakoan kids just being bored and being kids. Doing a scavenger hunt. Daring each other to go to Otherworld for a scavenger hunt. Yes, you do. Which is the Mm -hmm. most dangerous thing that you could do. Like what? (laughs) You could die and not come back yourself. But you know what? It's fine. Let's go get... Let's go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that's how the book opens up with a bunch of kids going missing. And then we cut back to Shadow King and he's talking to all like the kids that he's been talking to. It's like, like no girl, Cosmar, um, Scout, um, Rain Boy. I forget the other kid's name. Um, yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, essentially he switches all of their consciousnesses. He uses no girl. To do a yeah. to do mutant technology, yeah, and and he, he like swaps all their switch- minds. He swaps all their minds and bodies, and they all get to like literally walk in someone else's shoes for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But as Scout notices, she's like, "Yo, were we fucking dying? Like, were our bodies dying?" And mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, not yours, because you can regenerate." And she's like, "That's not the fucking point. Like, <laughs> yeah, was that super dangerous?" That yeah, and he's like, he's like, well, you know, we can be resurrected. It's fine. She's like, first of all, we don't know if I can be resurrected. Number two, uh... The fuck, bro? <laughs> how about you ask me first before you do something that could fucking kill us? Yeah. So so Scout realizes that this dude is up to no good and, and hauls ass, but Cosmara, Anol, um, Rainboy, and No Girl are still like, yay, we love Shadow King! He's our body! And it's Yikes. like, oh, God. Yikes, big ol' yikes. Yeah, this is not Put that Shadow well. King foam yeah. finger number one fan away. Put it away. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Uh, and we get some really, really good magic uh, confronting, like, the bullies that were in the last Just issue that were bullying fuck Scout. Out of them. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, you need to fix their homes because um, that's fucked up of you and we don't, we don't act like... Humans are bullies. You don't act like humans. They, so that's they not do cool. that great thing where it's like, it's like fifteen people versus one, but they don't even show the fight because they because you know magic yeah, handed like, them why, their yeah. ass. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like she's like, I was really kind of hoping that you weren't gonna do yeah, this like, the I, easy I way. I wanted to beat your ass. Yeah. What did um, she call them? Like B movie degenerates or something? <laughs> something uh, like that. Budget movie budget hooligans. Movie hooligans. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, and and they're basically they're like. Whatever, man. Like, yeah, we broke their homes, but like, you can just ask Krakoa to yeah, fix Cypher's it. Yeah, like, shit it's not a matter. big deal. And it's like, no, but it is because you know what? You know, just because we should Number destroy one, something doesn't mean we. Just yeah, we yeah, can yeah. Just because we can destroy it doesn't mean we yeah. should. And also, like, that's rude as fuck. Also, one of the th- we only have three laws, and one of them <laughs> is respect this land. So you just demanding that Krakoa fix shit because you were feeling uh, bored isn't respecting. I love that the that land. line comes from magic because it's like clearly. It's like, wow, I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, uh, you know, the, we, we cut to them fixing everything because, of course. And then uh, yeah, right. two kids uh, come in, the, the ones who ran mm-hmm. in the other world, because they, yeah, oh, yeah. they lost Josh. <laughs> I like the reasoning behind, like, why they went all the way to, to Magic and Danny and them. 
Oh yeah, because they're like, uh, if we go, if we go to the Quiet Council, we'll right, get in yeah. trouble. Well, or they're like, why didn't you go to the lighthouse that you were just in? It's like, oh, and let them know that we were sneaking around. Let and the, the other know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna let them know. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You, you said we could come to you. Yeah. So and we then, came then, to then, you. Like Danny's like, yeah, they have a point. We <laughs> did tell them they could come to us with anything. Yeah. So yeah. So essentially, they're like, all right, uh, you know, we'll we'll go help Magic. You stick with them. You know, Danny and and uh. Uh, was it Karma? Yes. Yeah. It's Danny yeah. and Karma. Danny and Karma. Yeah. Danny and Karma go off to. We help also them. get interrupted with a data page that's uh, Proud Star writing. Uh, oh my god! Like in the journal. Oh my god! Doing like He's some so self help. It's so good. Some self help. Like, how do you see yourself? These were great. How do you see yourself in, in a mirror? mirror? <laughs> <laughs> and then he answers the questions later because like, oh, I realized I made the mistake, but I, I just- wrote. <laughs> So I'll just go from here. <laughs> I thought that was a cool little funny oh, data such page. Such a good, yeah, like such good character development for for uh, uh, what's his face. But yeah, so oh my god, there's so much. There's so much. There was drama a lot that happened book. to this book because so now much. we cut to another storyline. Essentially, Danny and uh, Karma, specifically Danny, promised to to be there for Rain. While Rain right, is going through all of her from la- shit. From last issue, we know that uh, Rain is looking for her son. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. and and so she goes to X Factor, and we get a little bit of Eye Boy. Eye Boy special. Mm-hmm. He's so wholesome. Yeah. He's so wholesome. No matter um, what book he's in. <laughs> I love that everyone's agreed that he's just our special. Anyway, boy. So like that that whole storyline is pretty much um, Kuko is keep is is making back uh, Cerebro is like making backups of her son. And so that Tear. means that he's not dead. And she doesn't understand yeah. because he's not... Because she fucking watched him die right. traumatically. And she's yeah. like, I know what I saw. I know what I experienced. You can't tell me otherwise. And they're like, we don't doubt you, but obviously just, something's also, going Prodigy, on here. Here's this other also, fact. Also, Prodigy <laughs> is mentioning that something is weird with the backups. Dif- it's not yeah. Otherworld different, but something's up with it. Also, uh, it might have something to do with the fact that he's like half god. I it might be. That, that was my yeah. Yeah. Well, they. I think Prodigy mentions that. It's like we don't really know what is going on, but like Something's yeah. And she's different. like, she's like, holy shit, this is so much worse because he's suffering and scared, and I've abandoned. And she him. just like yeah. Like, she oh, just runs away crying. God. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a du- so, uh, but yeah, then, and then she she runs to Danny for emotional support, and Danny like left her note like, hey, sorry you couldn't be there. I had to go rescue other kids. Uh, so I love you. Just- and it's like sad oh, and crying man. and alone God. It's just, yeah, it's, and then we come back to danny and karma so, talking to uh jamie, jamie. right who's the well, king because of avalon and before the the kids had run into jamie so they're like and asking jamie, uh him where they went and he's like and jamie fucked with them because of course he did yeah, and he's like he well did. i can't i only thing i can do is give you what i gave them and you know it's just a basket it's like lewis it's like drink it's me. like lewis carol alice in wonderland shit yeah. yeah, it's just a bunch of vials that say "drink me" yeah, and, and like power bars like, and shit. I don't trust that. Those yeah. aren't gonna do uh, anything. And he's good. like, Josh will be fine as long as he run- hasn't run into Whitechapel. But we know from the data page, uh, from the Crooked Market, that Jim Jasper's like was like keeping information and like knew that uh, Whitechapel has a new like person that went to her. So oh boy, yeah, yeah. Also, Awkward. I love uh, like. The color shift 
Oh, for like, their for their actual journey? For their journey, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they literally have to follow the white rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, Speak- uh, don't say it. Of, He's like, Speaking of Lewis Carroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. right, uh, exactly. It's, it's like, don't say it, don't say it. Follow the white rabbit, Danny. God, why are you so like the, this? The page <laughs> where they find the rabbit and they're on horseback is like this, this huge double page splash. And it's all like sepia tone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it's, so cool. it, it's like different panels of their journey. And it's so good. I was reading it. Uh, I was reading it digitally because I hadn't got a chance to buy the physical copy yet. And I was reading on Comicsology the panel to panel. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? So I like zoomed out and like my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> like, it's, oh so, it's, it's so, so cool. And uh, also... Is this rabbit Usagi Yojimbo? What? He is in my mind canon. He's in a little kimono. Oh. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Look at him. He's in a little. He's in a little kimono, and he's like a friendly little rabbit. <laughs> I'm just yeah, head canon. It's, it's Usagi. Yeah, that's basically. that's my I just, head canon. I love the um, way that this art um, shifts and shapes itself to the tone of the book. Like, if it's this... horrifying with Shadow King or with Jamie in the beginning, it's like dark and sinister and kind of uh Sinkevichy and like yeah but if it's um something like rain where she's like trying to get information it's like more focused and uh yeah. personal and oh yeah like rod reese is the emotional like uh i don't i, I don't know uh, i can't think of the word air spiritual success to Spiritual, thank you. That's exactly what I was yeah. looking for. I'm glad we're such good friends that you just knew what the fuck yeah, I meant. Yeah. Spiritual successor to Bill Sinkovich. Right. Like, they are not necessarily the same art style, but they capture yeah, the same well, emotion and, and perfectly. And Vita, I mean, Sinkovich and Claremont's New Mutants run is seminal, and Vita is oh, able yeah. to capture Claremont's, uh, you know, ca- uh, character relationships and specific, like, emotions and is able to oh, dial totally. in so well. Like this book is going to it's be like, one of the best New Mutant runs. Like it's like such perfect balance of the the like emotional trauma and like horror story. Yeah. Like the same way that yeah. Like yeah, thought- if if Rod Reese is the spiritual successor to Bill Sinkovich, Vita is a spiritual successor to uh chris claremont like they're yeah, doing this such is, a yeah. good job and in this panel i thought it was interesting I, my, this is where my brain went but like karma talking about she's been struggling with some stuff and danny's been helping go through that and she's like once they went to other world it was like visibly different that like it was easier for her to be there she's like yeah, yeah her powers seems, were right. like it seems she's like, like it feels like a weight has been lifted and my brain immediately went to the shadow kings in her brain Ooh, that's where my brain maybe, went yeah now that they're in other world can't get he can't mm-hmm. like follow her there sh- oh. yeah that was where my brain i'm not sure like but that was the connection also, i made i was like oh okay they talk about that, that uh, can't be a coincidence they also talk about, like changing when you go to other world and they're like in fantasy outfits and it's so it's so great <laughs> yeah I, the fantasy out yeah i thought that was cool because they uh, mentioned like their powers might be different too because like it looks like they're almost like manifesting like they they make a point like tangible manifestations of the subconscious oh well, yeah, that, so, like, that is their power that, that is traveling. their power together Exactly. So as they're yeah. traveling, they're seeing these things. Because uh, Danny's these, like, always been able to stuff. project like that. But um, yeah, yeah. So when we see Josh cool. on a dinosaur, <laughs> it's like no wonder he hasn't yeah. come back to to Krakoa. He's on a dinosaur. 
But oh, yeah, even so, like, before that, the others they get captured immediately. Of course, they, they get do. captured Danny, by fucking Danny Merlin. And Carmen yeah. get, they're like, "Oh gee, I I hope everything goes okay." Cap like <laughs> like in yeah. They follow the white rabbit, and then the next panel is them in like uh Stocks? what are those things called? Like, it, stocks. Yeah, stocks yeah. yeah, they're in the fucking stocks in front of Merlin, sentencing. And they're like, "We death. just fought like, cool, a war cool, cool, to help you." Or we just fought yeah. this whole war to save other world. Yeah, and you're doing this. Come on. Also, yeah. I love that the two books that we talk about that have Merlin in it, he's the villain. Just the biggest dick. <laughs> he's just the Three, because he's the villain in Justice League Dark, too, right? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking uh, Once in Future, well, but yeah, future, he's yeah. a real piece of shit. Fuck Merlin. Well, Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's one of the popular uh, Arthurian things is Merlin. Yeah. yeah. So to be clear, <laughs> this dude riding this Velociraptor is Rain's son, right? No, that's Josh. Different person. That's Who's just Josh? A, that's a that's that, a Krakoan that's the Krakoan mutant, mutant they, they went into Otherworld to get. That's oh. the th- that's the really? third one, yeah. They haven't shown where Rain's son is. Okay. At I, all. I didn't see that was a dot. I oh I guess yep, see there he is, the guy with the horns figured it out. Yeah, they, yep. they yeah, they call him Josh. <laughs> well, they got I got me so <laughs> drawn in by the rest of this comic, I totally forgot about that, the first I mean, kid fair. that got lost. So yeah. <laughs> The whole reason they're in other worlds. Yeah, right. I just got so drawn in by like the stuff right. they were talking about in yeah, other worlds. Yeah. yeah, Josh is riding over also Velociraptor yeah, and having he, a great I, fucking. That dude's time. having a great fucking. I was time. reading yeah. this yeah. issue, and this is going to sound like bullshit because I love X Men so much, <laughs> and I like this era so much that I just want more of it in general. But this issue, mm-hmm. I was like, I do not want this to end at all. Because, like, it was going through all these different story beats, and I was amazed at how much um, they were able to put in this that I was just like, I want this to go on. Like, this felt like I had started a movie, and I just didn't want it to be over. Yeah, Yeah, like, where's the next issue? Where's the next issue? I need it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, specifically the other world stuff, just, like, mixing mutants with fantasy. And, like, because, like, Excalibur uh, has been getting to that, too, but I just, Mm -hmm. like... I'm so glad that we get more of it. Um, oh, hell yeah. It seems to be a central part of this era of X-Men. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. other world. Like, it's, it's, it's going to well, be part. Yeah, it's, it's such a great it's, playground. It's seep in- yeah, because they could do so much with it, yeah. right? And they already I have. Feel like, I feel like no one, with the exception of, like, maybe, like, Alan Moore's Captain Britain stuff, no one's been able to do other world well, properly. Claremont. Like... Oh yeah, see I also have never read Claremont Six Caliber stuff, so that's that's some that's on me. But like yeah, it's it's one of those things that like people use every once in a while. Like, um Rick Remender did a good job in his like Uncanny X Force, but it's just like it's like one story arc. You know what I mean? No one knows how to use it consistently in yeah. their you know, and it since, seems to be, since Claremont. They're doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a lot of fun when they book go to other so world. good. It's good. Yeah. Oh good. This is also good. Since I mentioned Brandon Thomas on hardware, I'm also going to mention that Vita, they just got put on to Static. And mm. because I'm nice. cause I'm so yeah. hype about Milestone, awesome. just <laughs> wanted to mention that Hell Vita yeah. is going to be running Static. And that's, Sweet. that's it's fucking so amazing. Dope. I love that. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I know Vita wrote some of the Future State stuff too. Like they, they had the um, Batgirl, right. the Batgirl storyline, story which is awesome. like my favorite part of the next Batman. Do you know if they're getting any other ongoings in, in DC? Uh, DC? I don't remember. Uh, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I am following well, their career their, uh, very Children closely. Children of Adam is com- finally coming out uh, soon. Ah, yes. So. Mm. Yes, true, true, true. Okay. Two X-Men books. That's pretty tight. 
right. Well, right, well you know, speaking, speaking of, of more coming out soon. Yeah, what, what do we got this, this uh, what do we got coming out? Uh, number one next week of Berserker, I'm which so is Keanu Reeves and comic. And Matt Kent. I'm in. And Matt Kent. It's going to be sick. Looks dope. Uh, um, what's the as we guy? mentioned earlier in the episode, I think we, no, we mentioned it off mic before we started talking Demon Days. Finally. Yes. The other X-Men book. <laughs> uh, and then, and Hellions looks like, I think that's the X-Squad for this week, right? Hell yeah. Um, what else we got here? Infinite Frontier uh, America Zero. Chavez, Made in the USA, number one. That'll be cool. Uh, uh, Swamp Thing, number one. Noise, noise, noise. An image, number one, from Snyder, Noctera. I think Man Back comes out. Oh, yeah, that- Man Back comes Bat. out. You're right. Uh, yeah. Max Strike, number two, for friend of the show, Jed McKay. <laughs> and I will always introduce him now as friend of the show. Yeah, it looks like there's a few Infinite Frontier books. Like, this, there's Suicide Squad coming out of this. Um, so there's a few books coming out with that. Um, uh, Fear Case number two. Oh, damn. Sweet. So we got two, two Matt yeah. Kitt books all this week. Yeah. The Dreaming uh, Waking Hours. Uh, ooh. Usagi. Okay. <laughs> uh, sea of Sorrows, which is creepy. Oh, that, um, that, um, oh, God, what's it called? Um, uh, Chris Samney's uh, creator-owned uh, oh, yeah, Jonna and the Unpossible Monsters. I'm looking, that looks fun. That looks so cute. Yeah. I'm going to put that with my orcs, and those are like my two cute Absolutely, books that, I, yeah. that I'm just in love with. Uh, Giga number three comes out. I feel like we haven't seen that book in a little bit, so I'm excited yeah, to true. get issue three for that. Uh, Wiccan and Hulkling one-shot looks mm-hmm. Oh, that looks adorable. so good. I That's Tini that. Howard. Oh, even better. I love them. I love, I love her. I love them. I love everything. Um, looks like there's a new number one from Dark Horse by the um, the artist from Four Kids Walking to a Bank called um, Dead Dogs Bite. So, is that, that also out. with Rick Remender? Because I knew they were doing a career own thing for uh, a while. Is look. it just Tyler Tyler Boss? A, yeah, just it's just Tyler Boss. Cool, so cool, he cool. looks like he might be writing and doing the art. Nice. Um, um, yeah, uh, High Republic number three. I am caught up on that book finally, so maybe we. Can Are we gonna talk about a Star Wars book? Uh, we might. I don't Holy know. I like the first shit. two issues, so I That's don't want to promise anything. First time for everything. <laughs> um, let's see. I think that's everything I'm seeing. But Oh, Undone by Blood is coming yes, back. Yes, the beginning of I the new like arc. A, yeah, it's a, oh, sweet. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to... I guess it might be just like a similar type of story, just like a, different, a different story. It's, it's going right? to be based around the same like Format? book. Like, like the, the pulp like um, uh, cowboy book that, mm-hmm. that she was reading in the first, but like a different story around it that's cool yeah so i'm really excited for that all right cool yeah yeah sounds like a pretty cool week now i have to you have to do the outro so that's it guys make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at last week's comics if you like what us if you like and you want to hear more of us please check out our patreon and discord in the episode description um you know subscribe doing genres doing a big relaunch right now there's tons of great content you can get there so Check it out. Subscribe. Listen to some stuff like Dueling Genre Versus. We're going to have some, uh, some stuff. We're going to be doing a couple episode takeovers. So, um, <laughs> about some, some stuff. So, keep on lookout for that. So, that should be fun. And you have like Dueling Genre tonight where a few of us have guest hosted talking about new shows and things like that. So, yeah, go check those out. Um, you know, and go read some comics. And, you know, obviously, if you're listening to us, we've hopefully inspired you to go to your local comic book shop and buy some comics. So, do that buy comics support local shops and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week so for myself casey rj and adam wherever he may be this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody